Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday, you all. We hope and pray that you all had an amazing day, had a great start to the day, and you are ready for our last show of the year here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Now, let me put this out here ahead of time. For those of you who are listening via radio, if you would like to watch the show as we are doing the show, um, please feel free to go to our Marriage Mondays with the Kings YouTube channel. And if you don't see it or it's got an error, make sure you subscribe first. All right, we're going to go ahead and open up with the show, but you know we cannot do that without showing love to our amazing sponsors of Marriage Mondays with the Kings. First up, we have a Christian humor for slash inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're into social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian humor for slash inspiration. Do you desire individual, relational, premarital, or marriage counseling? Are you thinking about starting your counseling journey to becoming a better you? Ear to Hear Consulting and Counseling can help. They offer telehealth services across the state of Texas, therapy in the comforts of your own environment. They are now accepting new clients, so visit their website at eartohearcounseling.com or call 254 254- 450-2950. Start today and let them be your ear to hear. And as always, as before we go into our show, we'd like to open up with a word of prayer. So if you're safely able to do so, we ask you please bow your head. And if you're with your honey, uh, your significant other, we ask you to grab their hands and let's go before the Lord in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you once again, give you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, we just thank you for yet another day that you've given us to be before your people. Now, Father God, as we proceed forth, we ask that you take Shan and I out of this, Heavenly Father, that you would pour into us, Heavenly Father, and what comes out will be your word for your people to hear that will help build up, increase the body of Christ, Heavenly Father, and it will also help build up and increase marriages on today. Father God, we come today just thanking you for the God that you are. We thank you for sending us your son that died on the cross for our sins. And as we go into this Christmas season, dear God, remind us in our hearts and our minds, Heavenly Father, that it is not about the money that we spend. It's not about the gifts that we give or get, Heavenly Father, but it is all about the gift that you sacrifice, Heavenly Father, so that we may have an intervener, Heavenly Father, between us and you, Heavenly Father, and entering into the kingdom of heaven. Father God, we just want you to remind us it is not about greed on the day, Heavenly Father, but to give is to be better than to receive. So Father, on the day during Christmas, we ask you to bless individuals beyond measure heavenly father help us be able to give according to the gifts that you've given us heavenly father help us to make somebody else's day brighter than the days that we may already have heavenly father help us to be able to help another individual that may not be able to help themselves father for we know we can't do anything without you but through you all things are possible father as we get ready to go into this new year we ask that you would just take away the old that may be on us heavenly father and give us new wine skin heavenly father give us a uh, uh, a reason, Heavenly Father, want to move forward in your name, that we turn from the old to the new, we turn from the wicked to the things that are blessed and that are pleasing in your sight. And Father God, as we go into this new year, Heavenly Father, we ask that you would continue to have your hands upon your people, that you would continue to be a blessing. But more uh, importantly, dear God, we ask that we change our hearts, we change our minds, that we would cry out to you for those things that we need, that we don't just depend on man, Heavenly Father, but we have our total dependency on you. So Father God, we just thank 
thank you for it right now for everything that you've done, everything that you're yet going to do. We give every wake and sorrow upon you, Heavenly Father, yes. because we know that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And we give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus. Amen. 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 And so our disclaimer is views expressed on our show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. The station holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. Please keep in mind that although we're counseling professionals, information shared on our show is for ministry and educational purposes only. Also note that the topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us designed to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and community as God desires for us to minister. And so our foundational scripture here for Marriage Mondays with the Kings is Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And our motto for Marriage Monday with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. And so just to kind of let you all know, the last show of the year, one of the things that we always like to focus on, getting ready to go into a new year of Marriage Mondays with the Kings is vision. And so tonight we are going to be speaking about creating slash having a vision for your marriage. Again, creating slash having a vision for your marriage. And I think it's really important, as we always do, when we get ready to go into a specific topic, we like to do uh, a lot of definitions to make mm -hmm. sure that individuals are on the same uh, topic. And one thing that I really want to go, and I just want to break it down, I don't want to use any big, long words. When we're thinking about vision, oftentimes people always refer to that about how a person sees. Mm -hmm. And really, that's not what vision is. When you really look at vision, um, your your eyesight refers to how well uh, your eyes capture images. Mm. Vision refers to how your brain processes that information. Hmm. And so I want to, uh, the reason why I want to lead off with that is because as we get ready to go into this uh, topic about having a vision for your marriage, we're going to make some very clear distinctions when it comes to vision and also when we're talking about sight, because they're two different things. One of the things that I definitely want to uh, be able to point out those differences there is that we have to understand that you can have sight and not have vision. Mm. In other words, you can see things with your eyes, but if you can't process that for your brain to help you to write that down and then bring that into fruition, then what are you really doing? Mm -hmm. And so as we talk about having vision for your marriage, I think it's very important that we really bring this out, that couples talk to one another. Uh, probably before you even get married to say, where is it that we want to be? How are we going to work together to accomplish the goals that God has for us to do that right. we're going to give back to the body of Christ? And I think it's, it's very important that we really understand and take this back to Genesis where it said that Adam needed a help me. Mm. See, in order, when you have a help meet, you have someone that's going to help you through those things. In other words, you can have somebody to help you meet the goals that the husband and the wife established in the relationship. Mm. And so as we're doing tonight's show, one thing that we encourage, if you have never had like a vision for your marriage, or if you all have never did a Habakkuk two and two and wrote things down, it's not too late. So we encourage you all to start and maybe make that a goal for next year. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you would like to see the both of you in reference to your marriage? In order for you all to really walk that thing out, 
like Kenya was saying, you have to communicate. You have to talk about it. You can't say, uh, or let me just say it like this. It's not wise to say as a husband, okay, or a wife, this is my part of the vision. This is your part of the vision. No, what is the vision for your marriage? What would you both like to see your marriage look like? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One of the things that we call it in the military is an after action review. So we call that an AAR. And so basically take this whole year and look at some of the things, not to point fingers and say, oh, can you did this? And he said, Shane, you did this. And I didn't like that. No, you both can write down or even discuss what it is that you really was, let's say a week. Uh, no, not, I don't want to say a weakness, mm-hmm. an area that you both can improve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's make that thing uh, that negative or positive, if you will. So an area where you both can improve when it comes to your marriage. Now, some of the things that people say is, oh, well, saving more money, um, paying off debt are some of the things, you know, as far as, you know, being more debt free, mm-hmm. um, having more money in the savings account. So that's cool. That's that's good goals to mm-hmm. have. But can we go a little deeper than that? Yes, definitely. definitely. How much time are the both of you spending together throughout the year? In that time, are you both actually staying in the moment? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that means we've said it several times in over six years, getting off those devices. Unless it's your children, there should be no reason why you're on any type of device while you're spending one-on-one time with your spouse. You know, another thing could be praying more together, praying more for each other. And so these are just some of the things that's off the top of my mind, but we want you all to think about this year, because let me tell you what married couples are doing. Married couples are just existing. Because after you get married, after the um, honeymoon phase is over, Mm -hmm. you start building your family if, and and that's if you didn't come in with a blended family, Mm -hmm. you're hitting the ground running and everything is about probably your kids and your job. What about you two? Because what happens is if that job is no longer, um, when the kids grow up and they move out of the house, what do your marriage look like? And I hate to say this, but it's a reality a lot of marriages fail or start to uh, uh, disintegrate, mm-hmm. um, if you will, when it gets to this life transition of life, meaning you have launched all the children out of the home and you're just looking at each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the husband sit in his recliner, the wife sit in her recliner, or y'all both sitting on opposite ends of the couch. Another question I want you all to consider if you all are taking notes is what is God's vision for your marriage? Oh, that's good. That is good. Mm -hmm. What is God's vision for your marriage? A lot of us don't think about God when it comes to our marriage. The only time that we tend to think about God is when our marriage is in trouble. And that's if we actually turn and pray, especially those of us who are believers. You know what I'm saying? Do you actually turn and pray and see God? So as you all are right now, what your vision is, and I'm going to tell you this, no knock to everyone who have their vision board parties. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be around other people who are motivated, but let's, let's, let's walk in some reality. Let's make that a practice in 2023. You create a vision board. You go to a vision board party, probably in January, that joke ain't seeing the light of day as of February. Yeah, that's good. And you know, one of the things I like, uh, Shan, what you said is, you know, uh, when you're talking about your vision, it's very important that you do communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people um, get it a little backwards at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, communication 
has to go a lot of different ways when you're talking about a vision that you're going to write. Hmm. That first set of communication that really needs to happen needs to be between you, your spouse, and, and God. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to be able to be talking to God to see what it is that God wants to unleash in your life, what he wants you to bring into fruition through him. Right. But all too often, like you said, what we do, we say, okay, God, I got this vision. I want the house, the car and this, all that stuff. And we're talking about all the things that we want mm-hmm. and not necessarily what really God wants us to have in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that uh, we can talk about this from a personal point of view, because when we first got married, we didn't sit down and think about a vision. We sat down and said, okay, this is what we want. We, we've got the husband, wife. We want to have kids. We want to have a car. We want this to be nice. We want to work towards this, that, and other. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until later in our lives when we really got deeper in the church and deeper in the world when we started realizing that, hey, part of our problem in, in our relationship, one is that we were fighting each other right. instead of working with each other. Right, but right. we were doing all this stuff that we were trying to accomplish, but mm-hmm. we weren't accomplishing anything for God. Right. So this is what I want to do right now. And I'm not trying to kill the moment of what people think in reference to this scripture. So I was doing some study and I, and I wanted to pull this up. Proverbs 29 and 18. Mm-hmm. And we all know uh, this verse uh, very well, but I want to pull it up and read it. But I want to read it to you this time in the New International Version. Okay. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where, is there, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Mm. but blessed is the, is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Mm. See, what we're used to is when we say when there is no vision, the people perish. And so right. we're thinking that when we aren't able to see, then people are not going to be able to be blessed. Mm-hmm. But really, when you look at that uh, um, scripture there, it's talking about a godly revelation Mm. so when you can't understand revelation when you can't get what it is that god wants you to have how does anything come into fruition for the people to be able to be blessed right right in other words your vision has to be something that god has given you you can't take your vision and somebody else try to profit off of Mm -hmm. this is about what god is revealing to you in the direction that he wants you to be able to go in but we don't always do that Mm -hmm. we get this vision like my wife said we're talking about these vision board parties and a lot of time all that is is just what i i i want wow instead of looking at this it's okay I need to be able to sit down and have this conversation with God, let him reveal something into me so I can put those things into action so that my family does not suffer. My family does not perish, Mm -hmm. does not perish. And so for Shannon and I, when we talk about our model, which is helping to build stronger marriages, that's going to lead to stronger communities and stronger um, communities. Uh, that's what we're talking about. The vision that God gave us, not just to increase us and what we're doing, but to increase individuals in their relationships so that families can be affected in a positive manner. And then it breaks out into stronger communities, a nation, a world, and we go forth from there. Because this thing here is not about us. It's about everything else that God wants us to do so that other people can be blessed. And so when you're talking about that vision, we have to understand first and foremost, how am I seeing God mm-hmm. and how is God seeing me? Mm-hmm. And how is God seeing us? So is our vision wow. lining up with what God is seeing? Is mm-hmm. his word the overall fact uh, thing that has given us that light into our feet, that, that, uh, the word into our path, a light into my path? Right. Is that leading us down the right path that we want to go? Because when we're following God, you go down the right path. When you're following your own self-ambitions, you may find yourself lost and GPS ain't going to help you. Mm. That is so true. And so 
We ask that you all open up your minds tonight as we talk about vision. Again, like Kenya was saying, it's not us. Once we get out of our own way and we allow God to really move and do, then that's when we see our marriages blessed. That's when we see our families blessed. And that's when we see our communities blessed. So it's nothing wrong. And I'm going to tell y'all what Kenya and I do. We've been to vision board parties. Mm -hmm. They were amazing. The individuals that host it was amazing. Baby, by the time you are finished with that vision board party, you are ready to walk on water with Jesus and Peter. I know. I am. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get it. Let's go. Because we are very, we're both very goal-oriented people. However, the question is, um, at, well, first, let me say this, Habakkuk 2 and 2, I wanted to actually read it mm -hmm. from the King James Version. And it says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. And so what vision are you writing? It's okay to start new things. Cause remember in the new year, we say new year, new me, you know, different things like that. I get it. That's cute. That's your motivator or whatever. But the thing is when you both sit down as husband and wife, you pray, you write this vision, mm -hmm. you know, down or whatever, according to Habakkuk 2 and 2, you actually write that thing down. Then ensure that you do this. Number one, make it something that's attainable. Okay, because a lot of times what we do is we stretch and then we get mad when we're not meeting and we feel like we're failing and we're like, oh, to heck with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what I was going to initially say is with Kenya and I, we go get that little whiteboard from Walmart. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a dollar or something like that. Get the little whiteboard. Yep. We will write the year at the top. May write Habakkuk two and two on it as well. We split it in a sense down the middle and then what it is that, you know, I desire, what it is that he desire, and then what we can do in the goals that we achieved. Mm -hmm. I want to say from last year, um, I know one of the things was we wanted to pray more. We wanted to be healthier, mm -hmm. um, have healthier lifestyles. We wanted to, which we was able to accomplish this. We wanted to be licensed in our profession in the state of Texas. And I think a bonus to being licensed is we opened up our own private practice. Mm -hmm. So we met the goals and not only met the goals and was praying and seeking God about it, but God also guided us to say, okay, do this too. And we like, huh? Yeah. But we did it. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, ensure that it's attainable. You may say, oh, I want to read the whole Bible in a year. You can do that. You know, you can break that thing down where it's done um, or whatever the case may be. Or, oh, we want to increase our time that we spend together alone. We love our children. Lord knows we do. Mm -hmm. But what is wrong with increasing the time that the both of you spend together? Yeah. Getting away. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what are some things that you can do when it comes to writing this vision down, which is also goals, understanding, as Kenya's saying, being able to process that thing in your brain and then uh, making it happen. We got the faith. We know the scriptures say faith without works is dead. You can write this thing all, all down you want to. You can think on it, but you got to move on it as mm -hmm. well. And you know, something that, that you said there, you know, um, the vision that we had. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to read this uh, scripture again, because this is some things that we tend to do as individuals reading the Bible. Okay, We'll read a verse and we'll just stop right there mm -hmm. because we want to make that apply 
to what is going on in our life or what we want to potentially happen in our life. And sometimes you got to go up before that. Sometimes you got to keep going after that to really see what's going on because you may be missing some things there that will better help you understand the entire situation, the entire scripture, the entire chapter in relations to the topic that you may be talking about. And so we're talking about vision right now. And so my wife uh, was talking about Habakkuk uh, chapter two. Mm -hmm. Now we all know that very well. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, mm-hmm. make it plain upon the tablets that he may run that read it. This mm-hmm. is the part that we don't uh, like to get to. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, mm-hmm. but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. Right. It will not tarry. And we, we don't look at that part right there. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we have to be cognizant of when we're thinking about writing visions for our families, our marriages, businesses, it doesn't even matter. The first part that I want to go to, it says for the vision is yet for an appointed time. That time ain't appointed by you. Right, right. That time is appointed by God. Mm -hmm. So for us, we had rolled a vision instead. We want to become licensed in the state of Texas and we're going to do this, that, and other. But we got upset when we weren't meeting the mark because we were trying to do that on our time and not in God's time. When it came down in God's time and everything laid itself out. Mm -hmm. So we always have to understand it's for an appointed time. You writing it down may not be the time that it's going to happen mm-hmm. we've said it before on the show the day you, uh, you plant the seed is not going to be the same day that you reap a harvest right and we have to be able to understand that then the second part of it is this if this is a vision that is truly coming from god you're going to wait for it to happen at that appointed time it says at the end it shall speak in mm-hmm. other words like god said my word will not return to me void mm-hmm. so if this is truly from god what he has given you to put on that vision board or that piece of paper or that whiteboard it's going to come into fruition at an appointed time it's not going to lie and though it may tarry it tells you to wait for it right and see that's one of the problems that we have in our relationships is we don't want to wait for nothing mm. we think that everything's supposed to be this microwave type thing we just pop in there warm it up then it's ready to go right. all things you put in the microwave ain't good for you that and guess mean. what everything can't go in the microwave either come on so what we have to understand is that we have to saturate ourselves in God's word. We have to ask for revelation. We have to ask for understanding. We have to ask that God gives us not only the sight, but the vision so that we can understand those two things and they come together in his timing. And then we wait for it to happen. Mm -hmm. In other words, we need to start being able to not only receive instruction from God, but once that instruction is given, wait for that to be able to come into fruition. Right, right. And so as you two prepare to write down the vision for 2023 in regards to your marriage, because this is what I was thinking about. You have people that we attend vision parties um, and it is in a sense about self, the things that we personally desire to attain for the next year. Mm-hmm. But if we can have visions for self, if we can have visions for our business. Mm-hmm. If we can have vision for our churches and things like that, because I remember, let's take it back in the day for those of y'all who grew up Baptist. Y'all remember when it came to the building fund? Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> they had that uh thing on the wall and it would go up and up and up as money was given to meet the goal to be able to pay mm-hmm. for the building. So if we can have vision and believe God for doing everything else, why not our marriage? Mm-hmm. Why not our marriage? Why should it have a vision for our marriage so foreign? And the thing like we shared, it's not something that we just came up with. It was our bishop 
And I can't believe, I can't remember if it was in Bible study or if it was, um, he was talking to the leaders. No, it had to have been the whole church. And anywho, with it being said, with that being said, he was saying, having a vision for your family. That's how we first heard of this and came together. Kenya and I spoke, you know, put some things together as the head of the household. We created this vision. And when you walked in our house, you seen the vision right there to the left mm -hmm. for our family. And so again, why not for your marriage, especially if we do it for ourselves? Now, I already spoke about having attainable things on there. We know that God can do all things, mm -hmm. but and God's going to do and move, especially through our obedience, but ensure what you write down is attainable. So it may be you want to be healthier. I know that was one of my goals for 2022. I got to the place that I was walking four miles Monday through Friday. It definitely Tuesday through Friday. And so that's something I was eating healthier, doing smoothies. And then this is some, let me tell you how this thing works. Um, th those who read it, the Becca, Habakkuk 2 and 2, the mm -hmm. end part, those who read it, those who understand who read it, those will move who read it. Um, I'm just kind of paraphrasing it. I had started juicing for myself, but the thing was my family, it then can you say, okay, now what is it that you're drinking? What is it that you're doing? Because I told them, baby, this is something I desire to do. Um, I stopped eating meat, dairy, and all the things. Well, then Kenya started drinking the juice. Mm -hmm. And he was like, wow, this is good. And I'm talking about juicing from scratch. And then next thing we know, the juice containers were starting to get a little light. <laughs> and so when our son started juicing and things like that, well, not only was this something that started for myself, but it was something that our family had adopted. Think about that, okay? These visions are not just for us it's something that will flow over and also be a blessing to mm -hmm. our family that's good okay that's go good. ahead miss king no, you got some you, you you um kind of a segue into what i was going to lead into okay uh, talk about you know we talk about these definitions we've covered some scripture there and, and even with all that sometimes people still don't understand the reasons why it's good to have a vision mm. uh, some of those uh individuals have to understand that if you get together Listen to what I'm saying. Get together with your spouse. Mm -hmm. That's going to bring some unity there. Mm. It throws out the vision. You, your, your wife may be thinking of one thing vision-wise. You're thinking something else vision-wise. Y'all are doing it separately. Mm -hmm. Hey, the two are supposed to become one. Wrap them things up in there together. That way there's a sense of unity that, there, that is there. And the devil doesn't come in and say, hey, what I want you to do, you just concentrate on your vision. Don't worry about the family. You just do what you need to do and what mm -hmm. you want to go on from there. Instead of doing it collectively, because the devil knows if he can divide you, mm. then nothing can be added to it. Mm, 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 mm. And you know what? I, I don't even mean to cut you off, but it just made me think about it. When you look at the word division, mm -hmm. divide, <laughs> divide mm -hmm. D, D, the D-I is to separate you from the vision. Right. Mm, go ahead. And I'm so sorry. We have to understand that that's going to bring some uh, uh, unity there. It's going to increase communication because you got to be able to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And we know that the devil doesn't want that to happen. Right. So when he starts seeing that this man and this woman are getting together, they're writing this thing down from a godly aspect. And we just said about Habakkuk two, and then we went into three. Right. Oh, it's going to come into fruition. Okay. He's worried about that because he doesn't want to see the unity of marriage succeed. Right. If he right. can get right. break it any way he can, then he said, hey, that's one for me. But we know that God wins in the end. Mm -hmm. The other thing we have to 
understand is it puts everybody on the same sheet of music, right. the same common goals. Mm-hmm. It lets the husband and wife know this is what we're working towards. So if you ever get off track or whatever, you go back to that vision that you wrote and made it plain so that we can see, okay, we said we were going to do this. This is where we need to be focused on. Right, so right. we said we were going to be better at giving to other individuals. We were going to be better at trying to help out in the community. We were going to uh, spend more time with each other to increase our togetherness in the family. Mm-hmm. And then when we start doing everything for everybody else and ain't got nothing to do with the community and goals and things of that nature, we got to steer ourselves back on track. That's why mm-hmm. it's so important to write it plain right. so that everybody that looks at it is able to understand it. Mm-hmm. Now, my wife was kind of leading into this. We have to understand the where the head goes, the body follows. Mm-hmm. Why is that important with a vision? bring your kids into this mm-hmm. because when they see mom and daddy working on the same yes. music together mm-hmm. when they get ready to get into relationships they may be willing to uh write visions and work it out with their spouses as well mm-hmm. when they see that you write something and make it plain that it's not going to tarry and then we believe in god because this is a god-sent vision and it's going to come into fruition they will start to follow along in those lines too yes and then what we also see to go to the flip side of that Think about a husband and wife. They just go willy nilly. They just wait for things to happen. They're just waiting for stuff to kind of float down for them. Mm-hmm. Look at their kids. They kind of do the same exact thing. Once again, where the head goes, the body will follow. That's true. So why not put some things into place mm-hmm. to show our children how working together as a husband and a wife, what that looks like, mm-hmm. what teamwork mm-hmm causes because we quick to jump up there and see judge judy and all these other uh, things on tv that's showing all this separation and division in relationships that makes younger individuals not even want to be married right why don't we do some things that's going to pull those individuals together so the two can become one right and give them something positive to look forward to instead of something negative mm-hmm. and that positive is saying i'm gonna write my vision i'm gonna make it plain so that when other people see this they're gonna run and tell somebody mm-hmm. about it come not on, because it was on. anything that you did but it was the fact that god gave you something you listened and you obeyed and then he brings something into fruition right that is so true and that's the thing keeping in mind the concept working together as a team okay that's something that is so important working together as a team working together as a husband and wife team i don't know how many times i can say that that is what is lacking in a lot of marriages today the working together part and so the thing about the vision once it's written down what you will want to do is have the conversation that trust and believe start this from the beginning mm-hmm. of how to hold each other accountable. Oh, that's, that's what team mem- members do. Accountability. Yes. Mm-hmm. How to hold each other accountable in this vision in order to walk it out. What does it look like when you got a husband and wife team, you starting off strong. It's January. We doing this. We may even got to the end of January, but one start doing this thing and the other one start doing it. And then boom, y'all back to where you was mm-hmm. for those who are saying you sick and tired of being sick and tired. Wouldn't you be sick and tired of this? Wouldn't this be something? Let's try something different. So another thing is place your vision board where both of you can see it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Place it where both of you can see it. Because when you walk by the thing, you'd be like, oh yeah, I did say I was going to try to do 10 pushups a day. Or, oh, we did say that we was going to pray together more create your plan of how you're going to make it happen off of the vision. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me how we can willingly participate in other things that makes things outside of our home profitable when it comes to visions that everybody else have, but not within our own home. Mm -hmm. Like it's a sin for the husband and wife to work together to walk out the vision that God had for them in their own home. So place it where you can see it. And then this is a very important part. 
This is something that I had to learn in our marriage. Play your part in the marriage mm -hmm. for making the vision happen. It should not be just the husband's responsibility because I can hear y'all says, well, he had the word of God true, but we need to play our parts. What are your strengths in order to make this thing happen? Mm -hmm. What are your strengths in your marriage? So let's just talk about that real quick. Your strengths in your marriage. What would you say? One of the things is your strength in our marriage. What would you say? I, I know for, for me, I believe uh, the strength in just... Um leading and taking care of uh, the family and the home as a father, you know, should. Uh, that is by no means saying that I'm perfect. I've arrived and I've got there. Believe me, I have stumbling blocks and things as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think one of my strengths is just being able to lead the family and work towards the goals that um, God desires, you know, for us to have in our life. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And so I'll say one of my strengths is I love organization and administration. And so if he say, baby, ABC, while he's saying it, my mind and his mind works like this too. It's already trying to create and pull in possible solutions for us to make that thing happen. So I'm going to ask you as a husband and wife, if you are listening to us or even watching us tonight, when it comes to your marriage, write down your strengths and your weaknesses. And I'll give another good example. When we had our business. Beauty is my business studio in Colleen, Texas. For those of you who are in the Fort Hood area, located off of Stan Sluter next to the park. I forget the name of it. Carl Levin Park. No, no, no. no. Lions Park. Lions park. Mm -hmm. Um, They still got this hunter. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> with that being said, um, one of the things or a lot of people in the community said, well, why not rent out this facility? That was not our plan, mm -hmm. but it happened to be God's plan and us opening this. We didn't know exactly what we were doing. We just opened it to be a blessing to the community. And so people could come in there and tell me, oh yeah, I want to throw this for my daughter. I don't have that much money, blah, 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 blah. And my heart is like, oh, well, let's do it for the baby. And Kenny's like, baby, did they sign a contract though? I like, uh, well, see, baby, what it happened was he said, mm -mm. so what we had to learn out of that, this is the business major. You know what I'm saying? We needed to take care of business. Mm -hmm. And because if we were not, this is going to preach to somebody. If you don't take care of business, other liabilities could take place. Mm -hmm. That's what he was trying to teach me. Baby, I understand you got a heart for them. I understand it's the baby's birthday, but they need to sign a contract because if this happened, this happened, this happened, guess who gets sued for it? I was like, ooh, okay. So what we worked out of that is when somebody needed to sign a contract and pay their monies, they was talking to Mr. King <laughs> because my butt been and gave away the whole situation and then had us in trouble. So play your part in the vision. Write down what your strengths are and your weaknesses. If you know that you you are one when it comes to finances, you blowing all the, like you at a track race or something like that, then and your spouse is able to take care of the finances and do the things, let your spouse do that because it benefits you all in the end. You see what I'm saying? Not that anybody's trying to take control and people don't understand that. God, if you believe in your heart that God joined you all together, what God is joined together, let no one separate, then why you all are not working according to how God desires for you to work in your marriage, probably because you never sat down and had the conversations mm -hmm. and recognized your strengths and weaknesses. Funny how we can do that in the church. Funny how we can do that on our job. But it's really hilarious and sad yet at the same time that we're not willing to do that when it comes to our marriage mm -hmm. and when it comes to our family and comes to our home. Right. And
And I think when we're talking about vision, some things that you had uh, capitalized on there, uh, you know, vision provides us with a framework, if you will, right. of decision-making. Mm -hmm. In other words, these are the things that we said we want to do. Now, right. how are we going to get that done? How are we going to make it happen? And you got to work together in order to get that uh, done. Now, mm -hmm. in the end, I'm going to jump from you done wrote the, the vision. Uh, you're doing the decision-making process of what you're going to do to mm -hmm. accomplish those things. Now let's get down and say that you got that accomplished. Right. We have to understand that everything is all about Jesus. We mm -hmm. have to give him that glory and that honor when we are able to accomplish that goal. Because remember, he said, write it and make it plain. Yes. But you jump down and you go through all them other things and you're believing in faith that that's going to come into fruition. Mm -hmm. You waited for it. You did what you were supposed to do. And now that comes. Now you can't take all the credit. Mm, all the credit on, goes back on. to God. I'll and so God. just uh, one scripture that I want to read here. Revelations 4 and 11 says, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive mm -hmm. glory and honor and power for you created all things and yes. by your will, they existed and were created. Come on. So that vision that he gave you, he knew that it was already supposed to come into fruition. So then when that happens, because he created and said, let there be light, come on, come there on, was light. On. Mm -hmm. Let them get this business up and running. There that business is up and running. Mm -hmm. Let them maintain. Now you're maintaining. Mm -hmm. All of that goes back to the glory and honor of God. Mm -hmm. And I think for a, a lot of human beings, what we do is we think that the visions that we give, we just came up with that idea on our own. Right. Now, I understand sometimes that can happen, but sometimes God drops things in our spirit. Mm -hmm. We start praying about that thing. We're looking for, um, oh, what's the word that's, that's failing me right now? Uh, we're looking for agreement mm. from, from other individuals. Indeed, we look for that yes. confirmation from God. It's, oh yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Then you often you run with it. Mm. And then the next thing you know, when you get everything, it's all about I. Yes, I, I was able this. to accomplish that. I was I one did. that started that. If it wasn't for me. Right. <laughs> and then you, and most of you, like you said, you was raised up in the church, especially those uh, Southern Baptist churches. Mm -hmm. We know every time somebody got something, first of all, giving honor, honor to God. To God who is the head of my life sir so you know we have to always give that glory and honor back to him because what we yes. have to understand is this god gives us vision mm -hmm. for a reason mm -hmm. so that we're able to see the direction that we're supposed to be going in right. and then once we get there then all that credit goes back to him mm -hmm. you're still enjoying the fruits that he gave you but the credit goes there and that's what people forget everything they want to say i don't want to give nobody else credit but you, you want to take the credit and enjoy the fruit mm -hmm. take fruit and give the credit back to where it's supposed mm -hmm. to be and which is to god right. so think about this even when jesus when god gave instruction to moses and says go down there and tell Pharaoh to let my people go moses like well i, I I, you know, I, Making I, all these excuses. I can't do that. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I'm going to give you somebody that will talk. See, he's always going to make a way. He's always mm -hmm. going to be a provider. And even though Moses did not get to the uh, uh, promised land, land, the promised land, mm -hmm. God never said that. Right. He said, go get my children. I've got a land that's prepared for them. And Moses took them as far as he could go. And then Joshua, if I'm not mistaken, took him the rest of the way. Mm. Sometimes we got to understand that even with our visions, sometimes it's not meant for us to see the fruit that's going to come at the end, but somebody else may lead that through. And right. I don't, I don't want that to be a downer for individuals. Mm -hmm. I want people to understand that we all have to leave this earth at some time, some point in time, right. but there may be a seed that God plants in me that I start that maybe one of my sons or my daughters may have. To come, on, come on. And I'm not on. worried about saying that 
I wasn't there for it because it even says in the Bible is there for an appointed time. Maybe that appointed time didn't have nothing to do with me. Mm. We got to be able to be okay with that. Right. We right, got to right. be able to have that, that Moses mindset or that Moses spirit, if you will. Mm. And then the last thing I'll say here, when it comes to the vision, you got to stay focused. You got to stay focused just because you wrote it down, you pray to God. And he says, yes, these things may come into fruition. We can't take our focus off of God. That's true. Because when the vision says this is what I want to do and I, let's say I want to lose weight or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then when you get in that bikini and all these guys are looking at you and everything, you start focusing all on them instead of where your focus come is supposed on, to be with on. your husband. Mm -hmm. And then when things go south from there, you under, you don't understand why things went wrong because you got ahead of the vision. You put the come horse on. before you the car. You start putting yourself into it instead of keeping God in the midst of it. Right. Because when the enemy comes in and say, hey, well, what do you need him for? He wasn't the one that was doing the push-ups and sit-ups and running and doing all that. Mm -hmm. You were. You can do all this on your own. Mm -hmm. And then when you're out there on your own by yourself, where's the enemy at that point? Come on. And then moved on to the next moved victim. Moved on to the next victim. <laughs> so you got to keep God in that and you got to keep some togetherness in there. Right. Let no one separate anything. That includes the vision that you're trying to get. Right, right, right. So what I'm literally trying to say that don't let don't succumb to greed. Mm. When things start looking for you, don't take all the credit and then kick the husband or the wife out of it Amen. like you didn't do a part of it. Come on. That's why the two are supposed to become one because if I finish the race, I'm thinking my wife is going to finish the race with me. Come on. If Come I, I got to go back, pick her up, put her on a bicycle and drive across the finish line, we doing this thing together. together. And mm -hmm. in the end, God gets the glory. Now, yes. I'm going to go back and say something. Okay. always said that God is going to make that happen for us. He's going to get the credit. We may enjoy the fruit. Mm -hmm. You also better be ready to enjoy, uh, to endure some pain and things of that nature. That's true. You don't run a race without feeling something in the middle of that That's race. True. That's in your true. vision, you're going to have to sweat. In, mm -hmm. in that vision, you may have to pull a muscle. Mm -hmm. In that vision, you may have to take a, a break for a minute and get a breather and keep going again mm -hmm. because everything is just going to fall right into your hands. You have to work for that thing. Right. You got to work for you that thing. You got to work for I like that. And most <laughs> individuals think, well, if I just write it down and make it plain. Then by faith, God is just going to do it. Yeah. And you ain't got to do nothing. Right. That now, don't do that. And don't get me wrong. My don't wife said it. God mm -hmm. can do it seedly and abundantly. Above right, all, right. we can ask or think. Mm -hmm. But we got to put some work behind that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, when God uh, came down and told Noah, hey, I need you to build this ark. Noah could have had all the faith in the world that it was going to get built, but somebody right. had to go chop the trees down. Right, right. Somebody had to bend the wood. Somebody had to sand it. Somebody had to make sure that it was waterproof. Mm. And nowhere in there did I ever see in the Bible that God said, I'm going to show you how to steer that boat. Mm. That's, ooh, that's one for somebody. <laughs> Never showed you. I'm going to show you how to drive it, steer it. I just need you to build it. Once yes. you do it, everything else will go, is going to fall into place. Mm. And the thing is, if you feel, because a lot of people, if you, if you, let me say this, if you choose to walk in your reality because mm -hmm. a lot of us walk in fantasy if we keep it on this yeah. but if we choose to walk in reality deep down you may feel like you're stagnant in your marriage we're oh I'm, oh we and then you sit over here looking at this couple and that couple and everything like that but you feel stagnant then let's sit down as husbands and wives and start talking about why we feel stagnant without pointing a finger to our spouse. Mm -hmm. Because as we know we've said this plenty of times on the show people should know this by now happiness does not Happiness is not what Kenya can do for me as his wife. Happiness is how I feel within myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm responsible for ensuring that I'm happy, not trying to be selfish. You know, I pray to God and different things like that. We put the onus on our spouse. Mm -hmm. So if your marriage is stagnant, the both of you need to sit down and talk about it. And I first identify why. 
Now, as you write down all your attainable goals and your vision for 2023, you both have sought God and different things like that. You're going to hold each other accountable without biting each other's neck off for wives, us nagging husbands. You said you was going to do this. You was going to do that. Whatever the case may be, you got to pray over that thing. Okay. Got to pray as husband and wife go before God, pray over that vision. And I would hope one of the things said in your prayer is God order our steps so that we will walk out vision the way we desire, not us, God, but the way that you desire. These goals or complete this vision for this season in our lives, in our marriage, that you glory God not that we would get the glorious king say and that's where people mess up when God helps us and God is faithful and he guides us we set up here and we take the glory for ourselves oh we got to this far in our marriage because of what we did listen here me and Mr. King did not get to 24 years in marriage because of anything that we did because if that be the case we probably wouldn't be married right now it's all of what God did so when we get into good areas in our marriages and in our lives please don't forget about god like can you say please don't do that so we ask that you continuously because we know that the enemy is going to try to come mm -hmm. get your mind prepared for that have that conversation if the enemy purpose to come and attack our vision how are we going to work together as a husband and wife team to overcome that mm -hmm. that is not the time to start pointing fingers at each other that's the time to get deeper in the prayer because you are in battle and the enemy do not want you to succeed because the enemy see what God have for you out of the both of your obedience on the other side. Mm -hmm. There is no way. I tell my husband this all the time, especially when we celebrate our anniversary. I mess with him and say, Mr. King, now you ain't tell me it was going to be like this, brother. You didn't tell me that uh, that when you proposed to me 24 years ago, that it was going to be like this in our marriage, that we was going to be sitting like this. You know what I'm saying? And we got off the path a couple times. We did, but God, God brought us right on back around. So keep that in mind as you're going through 2023. If you have to come back and listen to this show over and over and over again, it would definitely be on our YouTube channel as a motivator. Uh-oh, we done went down. We done went down. Okay, now what, what was it that God used the kings to say? Go back and listen to that thing again as a couple and keep it pushing because we can't wait to see what December 2023 is going to look like for this vision that God desires for you as a husband and wife team to carry out. Yeah, and I think um, I think we've covered this really well, and I definitely want to hit this here as we get ready to be on that downhill slope towards uh, ending uh, this particular segment. Yes. Uh, ask yourselves the question, is there anything worse than being blind? Mm. And there, there could be a lot of different things that are worse depending on the individual's situation. I say right. that because of this. When you don't have a vision, mm -hmm. a lot of times that's exactly what you're doing. Mm. It's the blind leading the blind. Mm. And I'm going to talk to the husbands for a moment. Okay, okay. Uh, as the head of the household, if you're walking around blind, what is everybody else behind you doing? Mm. We said it earlier, wherever the head goes, the body is going to follow. So right. are you going to walk yourself into a pit? Are you going to walk out in the traffic? Are you going to walk to an area where there's going to be serpents or snakes that mm. you, because you can't see anything that's in front of you? Right, And right, that right. is a thing that, this is just me now, I truly mm. believe this. <laughs> if you are a man without vision, no purpose, direction, no motivation, as we say in, in the military, mm. what does that do for the rest of your family? Right. Oftentimes, it does nothing for your family because you don't have a part to do with your family. Right, right. Because sometimes if you don't have vision, you can't see yourself as being the head of that family, as being that father. So you end up being a deadbeat dad. Mm. 
Mm. You end up being an abusive father. Mm -hmm. You end up being that individual that just says, I can spend all the money and not worry about anything else because you're only seeing what it is that you want to see and not what God needs you to see. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that we have to have vision in order to get to an appointed place and time. I don't know of any forms of of, uh, transportation right now that you need to, you can't operate that without having some type of vision. Mm. You drive a car, you got to be able to see. Right. Uh, and there's some things there that helps you when you're doing that. It starts raining too hard, you turn your windshield wipers right, on. Right. It starts getting real cold, the windows fog up, you turn the defroster on. See mm-hmm. how God provides that even when there are elements that says you can't see, he still wants you to have come vision. On, come on, sir. He still My wants God. you to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Individuals up in the clouds, uh, prime planes, they'll say, we need to get above the clouds so that we can see. Because mm-hmm. otherwise that, you may mm-hmm. be flying straight towards the mountain. Right. Oh, well, you know what? Even if that does happen, we still got radar. And then uh, uh, what they call that? The tower calls mm-hmm. and says, hey, you're off 148 degrees, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. We got to let God be our air traffic controller. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise mm-hmm. than that, we're going to crash and burn. My God. My we got to make my sure God. that we are opening up our eyes because mm-hmm. you can have vision but if your eyes are still closed still can't see that come on come on you gotta open up our minds and that means our physical eyes and our spiritual eyes so what god wants us to see look past those things that, that we see right you may see a four or five bedroom house three car garage whatever the case may be but god may be saying no there, there's a mansion on the other side that you didn't look far enough mm-hmm. so ask yourself the question mm-hmm. how far are you looking right 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 then the last thing i'll see is when we're focused in our vision mm. we don't sink we don't mm. fail. it's just when he got out of the boat Come everything on. was fine as long as he was focused on god when he started mm. thinking about his own self that's when he that's, started to see yes, yes so we got to yes. tell you stay focused on god stay right. focused on jesus because if he puts you on that path and told you this is the way that i want you to go if you stay there then you don't sink right right we don't have to worry about saying oh well, hold on a minute god no no i can get out of that boat and i ain't worried about everybody else there i know i'm gonna walk on water mm. understand who you are seeing because a lot of times when you look at other people and the things that they're doing they may not have that same focus on jesus that's true and then that's that's when you start to think, well, so-and-so put $25,000 in the start market and they did all right. But then when you put $25,000 into it and you lose everything, what are you saying? Right, 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 right. We mm. got to be totally focused on God and where he wants our eyes to be and not what we want our eyes to be. That is true. And as a wife, I'm going to say this real quick because I want, I really want Kenya to read the thought of the week. Um, But as a wife, it, realize that we are there to support our husband as they lead not to tear them down not to talk about them like they're a dog on the street but to support them and the way that i support my husband as he lead our family may be totally different from the way that god desires for you as a wife mm-hmm. to support your husband you see what i'm saying what we should be doing is instead of feeling away sometimes we're guilty this is wives but so-and-so's husband do this for them him so-and-so's husband that's all your husband here he's always being compared to everybody else and how everybody else will lead their family see then nobody want to hear this um mm-hmm. on tonight but i'm gonna speak that thing so how does god desire for you to support your own husband in this vision stop with the comparisons we know that that is unwise we know that's what the word of god says that it is unwise so the vision for your own family now what we can do is be examples. We can be friends, you know, one to another. We can be iron sharpening iron. And what that looks like is when your your friends are going through and they're sliding out for the vision, whatever, pray for them. 
Pray for them. That's what you do. See, a lot of us as saints, and I don't know why I'm going here, but a lot of us as saints do more talking than we do praying when it comes to other people's situations. Just say, ouch. Just say, take that thing to the altar when you go on Sunday, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't try to have an alt with me because that just hit somebody in their spirit. So do more praying and less talking. Now, if I can ask that, can you read our thought of the week early? Because I got a couple questions right. in our last five minutes. All right. Our thought of the week comes from lordsprayerswords.com. Mm -hmm. The thought of the week reads, a man with dream needs a woman with vision. Her perspective, faith, and support will change his reality. If she doesn't challenge you, she's no good for you. Men who want to stay ordinary will tell you not to have expectations of them. Mm -hmm. Men who want to be great will expect you to push them pray with them and invest in them. And once again, that comes from lordsprayerwords.com. Okay, so question, what do you think about that as a as a man and what is said that a man that, you know, he he don't have no, like, what do you think about I, that as a man? Just I, I have agreement in with it in some parts. Uh, okay. I think if a man uh, doesn't want to be corrected, if he doesn't want to be uh, led, mm -hmm. um, you know, with alongside of his wife, uh, there can be some problems there. If, if he doesn't want an uh, individual to push him to uh, achieve greater things, then it's just like water that's not moving. They can become stagnant. Mm -hmm. But I also have to look at uh, realism. And even in okay. the Bible, it says for some individuals, they shouldn't marry. Mm -hmm. So you may have a man that is just, his purpose is to be single for whatever reason, mm -hmm. maybe for a due time, a season, or whatever case may be. And that person can still have vision and move themselves forward because God is that other individual that's doing all those things right there, that's giving them the faith, the perspective, that's leading and guiding. Uh, so I say there's some truth in it, but at the same time, for individuals that may be single and not married that's and different. may not desire to get married, then that can be very different. Okay, so that part, if you could read it again, where it says that a man with Read the first a man part with here. dream needs a woman with vision. Now, a man with dream needs a woman with vision. That thing right there, because I was like, ooh, some may agree, some may not agree. Mm -hmm. It's okay. But a man with dream needs a woman with vision. I think when those two mirror and when they come together, then you're, quote unquote, this power couple, as a lot of people term it or phrase mm -hmm. it in our current um, 2022. So I think that, when you do have a man with, you know what I'm saying, with purpose, a man with a dream, and he has a woman with a vision, a lot of times it does not come to pass or come to fruition because the two are not working together. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that I know as a wife, and, and I'm not going to say that the men are not like this, the husbands either, but there are things that we as wives see in our husbands that our husbands may not even see in themselves. And so one thing that I would ask and encourage is husbands, if your wife see greater in you, she's praying, you know, she has a good heart. She just want to see the best for you and you all as married couple in your family. Take heed to what she's saying, because even though you may be praying, it's interesting that a lot of times we expect that the prayer to be answered to come out the pastor's mouth on Sunday when it mm -hmm. comes to the pulpit. But it could very well come out your wife's mouth. It could very well come out your children's mouth. It could come out a stranger's mouth on the street. God mm -hmm. can use anybody to minister. So please don't think she's nagging because you know how your wife is and that she has a good heart. One of the things that I like to share, and I'll say this real quick because we got like two minutes left, is that when I first met my husband in the military, when we were dating, and he was like, no, I'm comfortable with being an E5. And I was like, oh, no. I was young at that time. I'm 20 years old. I barely know anything about the military, the structure. I was still learning myself because I was new to this thing. But what I did is I seen 
greater in him. And oh no, uh-uh. Well, and then I'm asking him, okay, Sergeant, what does it take for you to make the next rank? You remember when I was asking that? You yeah. was like, I gotta go to the board, I got to do, I gotta do this correspondence. Okay, come on, let's get it. That's what I was saying. Mm -hmm. And even though he was comfortable, I seen the leader in him. Anyone who has ever been under my husband in the military, in ministry, or whatever the case may be, you know he don't make it about him, but he likes to see greater for people and stuff. And so I seen that. How people, Kenya could say, go and do this, and they will go and do because they trusted him. So husband, I say that to say that your wife see greater in you. It wasn't for my benefit. I just knew how amazing of a leader that he was because I could see my 20-year-old self like I really knew anything. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And then the last thing I'll say is, is this. Uh, I think my wife is exactly right. I think for a lot of men, we, we don't see a lot in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it was the way that we were uh, raised, we mm -hmm. were taught to, you know, keep our emotions, our feelings and all that in. And then we start to lock other things in that as well, as well as our ability. So allow that woman to be able to see what she sees in you and, and, and bring you up to a greater level of a challenge. Right. Mm -hmm. So that wraps up our show for this year mm -hmm. of 2022 for this month. We ask that you you all would just have a blessed Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. Spend time with your family. An amazing New Year. Stay safe because the Kings have something exciting that we want to share. It's like we're doing another first mm -hmm. in the month of January. So make sure that you look out for that. Thank you so much for joining us. We ask that you will be back with us on Monday, January the 9th at 7 p.m. Central mm -hmm. Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM. The, the Rock. Rock.